everyone. Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name's Soma. I am a careers advisor and the career happiness mentor. During this podcast, we are going to be looking at what it takes to be career happy. We're going to be exploring what it's like to have your version of career happiness and speaking to some really, really awesome women who are defining and creating their own portfolio careers and their version of career happiness. So please sit back, enjoy and soak up all the wisdom that's coming your way. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 8 of the Career Happiness Podcast. In today's episode, I'm really excited to share with you another brilliant interview um, with the wonderful Sean Kyra, who I'm actually part of her lovely entrepreneurial memberships group. It's called the Asian Female um, Collective. And um, I have been learning so much from Sean um, that I really wanted her to come on the podcast. We actually did an interview um, together where she interviewed me uh, literally a few days before we did this podcast. Um, And this kind of flowed quite well with the conversation that we had on Facebook about workplace bullying and what workplace bullying is and some of the signs and symptoms of the aftermath of workplace bullying. But in this interview, I talked to Sean about a little bit about workplace bullying, but more about um, the fact that she has two amazing businesses. Um, One is a wedding planning business and the other is the business that um, I feel is sort of so amazing and it's all about empowering and helping basically Asian female entrepreneurs. So without further ado, um, I will pass you along to Sean. Hello everybody, hi. So I've got a wonderful guest on today. Sean, hi, how are you doing? Hello (laughs) Sean. So it's really, really great that you've come on today. I really, really appreciate it and I'm really looking forward to us talking today. So I thought we would just basically start off by you just telling us a little bit about you and what you currently do within your business. Yeah, sure. So hi, everyone. Yeah, my name's um, Sean Kyra, and I'm the founder of the Asian Female Entrepreneur Collective. Um, And I obviously help Asian female entrepreneurs with their mindset and their marketing and help them step into the highest version of themselves to create a life they love. So I do that through various different programs. Um, I've got a free uh, Facebook group, which has got over 3,000 female entrepreneurs, and also offer one-to-one bespoke mentoring, mastermind, um, and my members lounge. And I think for me, really, I'm on a, on a global mission to kind of empower as many Asian female entrepreneurs globally to kind of break down our cultural and economic barriers. Um, And I'm also a luxury Asian wedding planner as well. So, um, yeah, I've got that company, which is called Busy by Dreams. Hmm. And and sort of how did you start on your business journey? Because I've been following your work for a while. I, I remember kind of, I like just discovered you on Facebook. And then when I saw you and I saw the work you did, I was so inspired and you know I've been part of your membership group and I really love the work that you do I obviously know how you kind of started but it'd be great for the listeners to know how you started on your business journey yeah sure so um my background's 
corporate um, marketing. So I've worked for lots of kind of high-flying marketing agencies, uh, so, so to say. But um, so it kind of really started after uni, and we've spoken a lot about this, Shema, as well. Um, I was in a lot of corporate marketing roles, yeah. and I was actually bullied. Um, we're nearly coming up to 10 years ago now. Mm. Um, and then basically what happened was after that job, then I would kind of work for various different marketing agencies. I, I would love what I would do, what I was doing, but then there just came a point where I just stopped loving what I was doing. And mm. the pressure of corporate, as you probably know, um, was a little bit crazy. You know, I was kind of doing like seven till six, mm. um, not taking lunch breaks, um, you know, corporate environments can be quite rigid in terms mm. of, you know, holidays per year and, you know, all of those things. And I, I was obviously doing great work back then. And I just got to a point where I was like, oh my God, like I'm working so hard for someone else. Mm. Uh, and I really need to, you know, look at, you know, if I can do this for someone else, imagine the kind of work that I could do for myself mm. um, and I've always been really passionate about kind of weddings and um, from a really young age so basically back in 2014 I I left my you know literally on a whim I was planning my wedding and I left my corporate job I wrote wrote out my notice during my lunch hour um, handed it in and then um, basically um, yeah left within four weeks and back then which was 2014 now um I started a wedding blog um and then that wedding blog you know did really really well it used to get like thousands of visitors per month um and yeah like the content I was putting out there was you know really resonating with brides and you know the Asian wedding market in the UK and I have great opportunities um, and then in 2015, I set up after my wedding a luxury Asian wedding planning company, which was obviously this is great dreams. And very quickly, that became really successful. You know, me and you know some of the teams were working on really big weddings. Um, hmm. You know, over 100k weddings. Um, and then from there onwards, like I got you know the, the the brand and my work got featured in so many kind of magazines. It was like you and your wedding magazine, Perfect Wedding magazine. I was on the BBC Breakfast Show and wow. um, BBC Network, um, all of those things. And it was going really well. Like we did some destination weddings last hmm. year. Um, but I think since kind of last summer, um, and I obviously um, started up AFEC, the Asian Female Entrepreneur Collective, yeah was coming up to two years ago now um but what I realized was as much as I loved planning weddings I loved the wedding industry hmm. um I just had this like deeper and more meaningful calling um and I just kind of felt that you know weddings couldn't just be my purpose yeah so as I like last year you know I, I ran my first mastermind it got incredible results um I was literally buzzing off the work I was doing. Um, I, you know, I do my in-person workshops and I would be so high vibe afterwards. Um, and then people just started reaching out to me. They're like, oh my God, you're so inspiring. Like I've made all these changes and my business is doing so well. And yeah, and then, you know, it was only actually last month that I decided that um, AFEC was going to be 
really going to be my focus this year. The weddings were going to take a back seat, actually. So, hmm. so yeah, that's, that's everything in kind of a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> so, for obviously the listeners, because I'm in your members' lounge, it'd be really, really great for you to maybe explain a little bit about what the, what the work sort of is that you do within helping business owners. You explain the mastermind, but how do you help? entrepreneurs and business women move forward because it sounds as though you've learned so much on in that time that you had the wedding planning business yes yeah so um yeah so I do it through various different ways so obviously we've got our free group which is really you know for inspiration for us to have those kind of conversations that we struggle um you know what we come up um, up against with Asian women um, and then you know, I do kind of free masterclasses in there and, um, you know, inspirational quotes. So it's like a nice, nice community that I've cultivated. Um, and then I, I primarily offer three programs. Um, you know, my high level bespoke one-to-one mentoring where I work with Asian women one-to-one to really, you know, um, launch their business and make sure they're getting consistent clients and income um, and also the mastermind which is which is capped to around 25 women where we work together in a group setting over six months which has had oh, the, the results have just like blow my mind every time <laughs> um, and the members lounge is like my entry level um, a program which is basically a membership um, community hmm. where we do things um, each month. But I think a lot of my work, there's a combination of mindset and marketing. Yeah. And I yeah. think that I'm, very, as you probably know, I'm very, very big on mindset. And mm. I really think like the mindset has really helped me to scale up to like six figures plus last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that combination and me, me having my own results, but then also getting clients' results, like, you know, that obviously really helps, really. Mm-hmm. It's really, really interesting sort of kind of how your journey has evolved because from the mentoring I've, I've had, I've always heard that, you know, as you develop your business, things change, you change as a business owner and all those sorts of things. So it'll be really interesting to hear from you, Sean, as, as a successful business owner, what you think is important to consider if someone's kind of toying with the idea of wanting to have a business, but they don't know where to start. What would be sort of your advice around that? Yeah, sure. So I think it, it really comes down to passion and alignment. Mm. Um, first of all, I think there's a lot of female entrepreneurs that go into business because they really enjoy something as a hobby and that's totally cool. Mm. But you've got to really love what you do mm. um, to a point where, you know, you'd be willing to do it for free. Um, and I'm not saying obviously they do that, but that's how passionate and aligned you have to be yeah. with your business. Because when you've got a business, um, you know, as you probably know, Shoma, like day to day, it's like an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> I mean, now... Um, I've been able to really work on my mindset and do the inner work where it's not like that for me anymore. But when I first started, I'd say in the first sort of 18 months, it was this whole like, is it going to work? Isn't it going to work? Is it going to work? And I really do think, and so many people tell me this when it came to my wedding business and even with AFAC, Mm. your passion, your energy will 
also I see, uh, I think you're close to your numbers as well. Um, so it's super, super important that you're close to your numbers because I see a lot of female entrepreneurs, they don't know what their numbers are. And, you know, it can be really daunting as well, knowing the numbers, because sometimes it can be like a real reality check that yeah. your business really isn't doing as well as you thought it was. Hmm. Um, so I'd say being really close to the numbers and really investing in your business, but making like the right investments and not just investing for the sake of investing, but just really wisely investing in things like a mentor yeah. and your branding and your website is really key, I think. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's really interesting because being part of your AFIC lounge, I remember when you did the mindset training, because Sean does these really amazing trainings once a month. <laughs> and I've been, I'm going to sound really geeky and be like a really like boring student now, but I've been re-watching some of them to motivate me um, oh. when I've had the chance. And what was really interesting when I was watching the rewatching the mindset one, I was really understanding how far I've come with my mindset because I know that you talk a lot about the importance of having a morning routine and getting up and doing the mindset work. And I noticed, um, because I got ill last year, I noticed when I wasn't doing that, that was affecting me even more. And so what I'd really also like to sort of maybe find out from you, Sean, is why do you think, that so many people miss out on that mindset piece and then they end up, you know, if they were stressed at work, being stressed in their business as well and be feeling overwhelmed in their business. It'd be great to, to hear what you think about that, actually, because I know that you have say a lot about this in the group, actually. Yeah, I think, I genuinely think, and me and my husband have had this conversation so many times, hmm. but I genuinely think people don't know about it. Yeah. Um, you know, when we're in, like when I was in corporate, I had no idea about how my mind worked, mm -hmm. how I respond to external things. And I think genuinely we're not told, like no one tells us in school that, you know, the mind psychology is really important or, you know, your mind is like the most mm -hmm. important thing. We genuinely just don't know. Yeah. And it's only when I think it was kind of like a year into my business, mm -hmm. I started, um, I think the first thing I did was delve into money mindset, which really helped me. Um, so I did like a lot of reading around money mindset and things like that. And then I started realizing, oh my God, actually it is, it is just the mind. And I think a lot of people think it's like some sort of woo woo cliche kind of term, like conquer your mind, conquer your world, you know? Um, but it's, it's really, really true. Yeah. And and I think people just don't have the awareness around it. And that's why I think people don't realise really how, how important it is, basically. Yeah, no, I, com <laughs> I completely agree with you because I think having a business has been my biggest business development mindset journey ever. It teaches you <laughs> so much, doesn't it? it just teaches yeah. Um, so thank you for sharing that. That's really, really great to hear your perspective on it. So... Obviously, you kind of did mention a little bit at the beginning that you've experienced workplace bullying. And, you know, we have spoken about that previously as well together. But what advice would you give to anybody who is currently maybe going through that in the workplace right now who might be listening to the podcast today? Yeah, sure. So I went through workplace bullying. Me and Shoma did um, a uh, Taboo Tuesday episode on this on, uh, on my Facebook page the other day. Um, but I, you know, first of all, I think it's just 
if something like that is going on, you know, just be really aware that it might actually be happening. Like both me and Shona said, for, like, first of all, we didn't even realize that it was happening. We were just, I was just thinking maybe these people are just a little bit nasty. Mm. So, you know, not being scared about, you know, not being scared to talk to other people about it is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like when you're in that situation, um, you know, it, it's obviously probably really hard to talk to the person who's actually bullying you or HR. Um, but either getting out of that environment, so taking action to get out of that environment if you can. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was that was the only option I had. I just had to, you know, and at the time you think this is your complete world and you think mm-hmm. it's going to last forever. Yep. Um, but I, I literally handed in my notice and I'm so glad I did. <laughs> um, but also, I think what we mentioned the other day, um, I found some links on um, the NHS and I think it's gov.uk about what you can actually do about, because bullying isn't actually illegal, yeah. but harassment is. <laughs> uh, so, definitely you know either if your HR like I said on my life the other day if your HR department is corrupt yep then maybe them thinking about you know things like employment tribunals as well um mm. to really get you the support that you need yeah no definitely that's really really great advice and I think you know talking to HR and also like seeing maybe if you are having other you know mental health effects going to your doctor and getting advice and not being afraid to you know take time off work because that's so important and I think people just don't acknowledge it do they yeah definitely and I think yeah it can definitely have an effect on you and your mental health but I definitely um you know suffered from anxiety back then Mm. and I think that if you have been previously bullied as well um checking in with yourself on how that is affecting your business because I can pretty much guarantee that's gonna those kind of you might have got over it you might have got out of that situation but I think when you start your business like a lot of your conscious and subconscious kind of feelings can be triggered and you're caught and yeah bullying can be one of them you know you might not think that you're good enough you might be think you might be scared of like you know your clients or going into like big meetings or pitching these things can be affected so really checking with with yourself and thinking okay is this still affecting me and if it is then obviously getting the right help is really important Yeah, definitely. Really, really important. Thank you so much for sharing that, John. That's that's brilliant advice that you gave here. So one of the things that I really, really loved about you when I joined your your free group before I was part of the Members Lounge is I loved your humility. I loved how humble you were, sincere, relatable. So I'd really kind of like to find out from you, and maybe this is me, I'm not generalizing here, like within our Asian culture you know humility is seen as being quite timid it's seen as not being something that we normally do but why do you think as an entrepreneur even if you're successful even if you're doing well you definitely you should celebrate that success but why do you think humility in general is an important thing to have not just as a business owner but as an individual it'd be great to hear what you think about this yeah sure so a lot of people do actually say to me that you know thank you so much for your kind words but you know I'm very down to earth and approachable and kind Mm. you know and and those qualities are really really important to me Mm. because I get 
that's like it kind of goes back to the bullying you know yeah. if people in that situation were maybe maybe just a little bit kinder to me or mm. a little bit nicer then you know my life would have been so much easier back then yeah. um but it's so funny you say that because what I found was when I first started AFAC um and I did a lot you know I do a lot of regular lives in my mm. group yeah. Um, I found that I was being really influenced by, and this happens, I think, naturally um, when you consume media, but I was being really influenced by a lot of people that were really like brash and a bit braggy and <laughs> just talking about money all the time. I think like I just consumed that media and then I kind of just that really came across in the content I was putting mm-hmm. out. There. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a natural kind of you know it just I it just kind of naturally happened and then I think it was last summer like last June I really checked in with myself in terms of you know where do I want the brand to go and and I'm not saying that I was really like you know really outspoken or you know really braggy or anything like that because I wasn't but I was just thinking to myself where do I want my brand to go and where what do I want to be known for um what do I want people to think of me yeah. when I, you know, talk, when they're when they're talking about me and I'm not in the room? And my whole messaging changed, so it became very much. It wasn't so much about, you know, I do love going to like really nice places and I do travel a lot and you know I love all the luxuries in life and I'm not kind of, um, you know, I'm not disregarding that. But my messaging became really real. So like last from last June, I just started getting, I just started talking from the heart as, as yeah. cliche as I talked from the heart and yeah. that, you know, it was um, really kind of, you know, from the heart. And it's so weird because after that, like my business did even better um, mm-hmm. and people were like, oh my God, like I love this content, like it really resonates with me. And I think actually, if you're in this space, in an online <coughs> you've got an online business yeah I think that you do have to be authentic I mean it's like a buzzword at the moment mm. um but you do have to be yourself because yeah. when you're trying to be someone else it's exhausting um mm. and I think people can just see that people can see when you're not being yourself and yeah. people can see when you're putting things on or you're you know even in the coaching industry at the moment I'm seeing a lot of people that kind of just you know making up so much bs um you know just like making up figures making up what they're doing just being really not integral yeah Um, Yeah. and i think now actually um i think even in our culture like there is always going to be people like that who are Mm. like you know really schwami and just really you know a bit braggy maybe a bit Mm. big-headed or you know and there's nothing wrong in being confident and loving who you are but there's definitely a way to do it and just just being honest and authentic is is really important yeah no, no definitely and I really really love what you're you're saying there because I think it's so important you can still be helpful and kind and be successful but humble at the same time which I think which I think you definitely have Sean, I'm not just saying that because I've got you on today. Um, a lot of the women I've been speaking to have those qualities. And I think it just comes across with not only how you're speaking, but also what you're saying and if it's from the heart, because there are a lot of people who are trying to do the same thing and are carbon copies of each other. And then there's no differentiation, is there? And there's no difference. Yeah. 
there. Mm. And that and I think that's why AFEC has again done really well. Um mm. is because I've just been I d I don't see any like you know, I really do struggle to see kind of any leading Asian female mm. mentors out there. Yeah. yeah. And it's so weird, like, you know, when all these big events get put on like in the UK or globally, um, we, we see a lot of white women, we see a lot of black women, but we mm. never really see the strong Asian woman. No. Um, and I, I really do think that's because I think and this is what I talk about a lot in my mastermind and in all mm. my trainings, like, you know, don't look at what everyone else is doing. Yep. Yep. Just be you, create your own brand and do th put things out there that you love, not because it's what everyone else is doing, you know. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. And focus more on what you need to do in order to help you move forward. Because I remember when you said that in one of your videos and I was going for a bit of a um, social media vortex. I was like, oh my God, social media is really, really like overwhelming me. I think it was sort of back in September last year. And when just hearing those three little words was like, okay, I just maybe need to take my foot off the pedal and just, and just focus on my goals. That just really, really helped. And I think it's those small little twinkles of advice that can just help people in business so much, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. And I think social media is one of those, you know, a lot of people have a love hate relationship there. And a, f a couple of years ago when I was kind of going in, through this like kind of transitional period, what I kind of realized was that, you know, your social media feed in the mornings or whenever you check in can either trigger you or inspire you. Yeah. And your space, like you are in control of who you follow, whose content you consume and see, and you know, what pops up on your feeds daily. So I, you know, really being really honest, I, I did unfollow a lot of people. You know, and just because I just I just thought I want my feed to be really inspiring. And now I love looking at my feeds because I'm like it's full of content that from people that I you know follow and I love and it's really inspiring. And you know, a lot of the female entrepreneurs we all follow each other's back, each other back as well. And it's really nice to see what they're up to. So it's really important to do that, really. Yeah, no, it it's really really important to just support each other and and be in that energy. So. One of the other questions I wanted to really, really ask you, because, you know, you've been on quite a journey and you've described it really, really well. But what do you feel has been sort of one of your biggest and most important lessons whilst whilst running both of your businesses? Because you still do have two businesses. What what has been, you know, the really important lessons that you want to share with the people who are listening today? Yeah, sure. So I think anyone that wants to really either start a business or scale up i think the thing is obviously you know mindset um and having like a really solid mindset routine and just being really aware of what you're doing and your actions and your thoughts and your belief systems yeah um i think being super close to the numbers has really helped me because i remember I think it was like my second year in business I had a target that I wanted to exceed my corporate income hmm. and I just kind of like in a healthy way got really obsessed with that figure <laughs> and I would like write it down daily I would constantly check in like into my spreadsheet like monthly how far away I was you know how many more clients I needed to hit it like I constantly looked at it and I did the same last year when I wanted to do 
kind of six figures plus, I constantly kept it in the front of my mind. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really important as well. Mm. Um, and I think that always building your audience numbers as well. So mm. I think there's a lot of people that get really disheartened when, you know, they put stuff out there on social media and it doesn't sell um, or it's not doing well. And sometimes, you know, it's like, it's like, the, like an example that I always use. Like if I had a group of 10 people and, you know, I sold 10 tickets, it might sell out the first time. But if I try and sell the same tickets again to that group of 10 people, they're probably not going to sell because my mm. audience numbers haven't increased. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you've always got to be looking at how you can grow your Instagram, you know, your blog post traffic there's like numbers or um facebook mm. um and branding as well oh my god branding was a game changer for me um when i first launched uh, the this is my dreams wedding blog i got this really lovely lady from new york just to design my blog with me um for me actually and i think back then we're talking 2014 i think i spent around three to four hundred pounds on the branding of that blog um and that the blog did so well because of the branding um you know and i think branding can really um make or break your business and i think people realize the importance of branding mm-hmm. no definitely I, re- I remember that was one of the first things i did with one of the first mentors i worked with branding branding is so so important isn't it and i think it's just one of those things that people might overlook because they're so busy focusing on getting the clients right at the beginning which is important obviously but all of the pieces fit together and you know they're so important overall so thank you for answering that question that's brilliant so where can people sort of connect with you where can they find you Sean? Yeah, sure. So um, I've obviously got the free Facebook group. So if you just search for Asian Female Entrepreneur Collective in Facebook, you'll be able to see it there. Um, And on Instagram, I'm under Asian Female Entrepreneur and um, obviously Facebook's Asian Female Entrepreneur Collective as well. Okay, awesome. What I'm going to do is I'll put all of that stuff in the show notes when the podcast goes up. But I just want to say thank you so much for coming on today and being such a great guest. Thanks so much. No, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you want more valuable content around your career and how you can be career happy, why not sign up to the Career Happiness Newsletter? All the details are in the show notes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could support the podcast by subscribing to it. Thanks again.